Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 186. Tonight's guest, Quiet Confidence. I called you in the ball, hit the bottom of the track. You said you weren't at home, and you'd have to call me back. Well, baby, I'm nervous, cause something just ain't right. As I ring in the new year all alone at midnight Can you try to reciprocate my love? Think I suffocate enough Reciprocate my love Can you try to Again, I didn't hear from you The next excuse was in the last well, Baby, I'm nervous Cause it's something You just can't get right I'm overdosing in the silent Dreaming all night Can you try to reciprocate my love? Think I Throw that thing down and grab your ass. That was awesome. That was killer. Killer song, man. Your vocals great oh. as always. You know what I love? Uh, grab that mic. <laughs> thank you, thank if you, you don't mind. You sing 
from your soul, yeah. from like the bottom of your shoes. Um, Thank you. And, and I grew up with uh, actually the, a neighbor from where we're sitting right now who that's how he sang. I mean, when he sang, it felt like he was coming from a, a deeper place than you knew or could understand, you know, <laughs> yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense. Oh, it does. And I feel like that's the difference between being like a singer and an artist. There's a lot of people that can sing, but not a lot of people that like really express themselves through their voice. You do a great job, man. Like you really do. It's good to see you again, thank by you. the way, too. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. This is, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, what was the name of that tune? Uh, resuscitate. Resuscitate. All right. I'll remember that later. Um, all right. So this is an abnormal night for me. Uh, normally we start things off and I ask you the question that if you haven't been here before, uh, in which we will do, but before we do that, uh, we're doing something that we never do here, uh, drinking whiskey, but we're drinking Jack Daniels tonight, Jack and Coke in honor of Michael Butch who, uh, who passed away and we buried today and a legend of a dude. It's an absolute celebration of life. Nothing to be sad about. Um, so, Toast Uncle Butch, you guys. Uh, thank you cheers. for cheers drinking the Jack and Coke with me tonight, man. It's a good dude. Cheers, cheers. So let me tell you about this uh, quick story about Uncle Butch, and I'll make it long somehow. <laughs> so Uncle Butch, uh, always he was the athletic director at Fairdale High School, and before that he was a teacher. And he was just, if you grew up in this end of town, he was a legend. Um, everybody knew him because of how kind of a person he was but he was a hard a hard dude too for like kids that needed it so the kids that were um maybe not a little rough around the edges were the kids that he took in and they and and he changed their lives um because he came from a rough upbringing but anyway when i was like 13 or 14 years old he he got after having this old uh truck that was called the green machine that it was just beat up that every kid in, in Fairdale High School for 20 years drove. He finally got a nice Jeep. And he took me out on the track one day and, and taught me how to drive this Jeep. And he said, boy, if you can drive this, you can drive anything. If you can drive a Jeep, you can drive anything. And I was like, all right, sweet. So uh, he took me around it a couple of times and I killed it a million times, but enough to where, all right, I can put it in second gear and get to the next. So probably within a few months of that, we were at his house in Pine Creek and it's this huge open field, this it's just picturesque. There's a creek you drive through and there's a pond up there and a big field. And they live on up this crazy rock, uh, winding up on top of this hill. And they got a couple of barns. Well, anyway, my cousin, Dustin, who was uh, like five years older than me, was always, a uh, you know, that, that, that cousin. Yeah, go ahead. Why, why so I'm we that got, cousin. <laughs> yeah, we got down to the bottom of, of uh, where Pine Creek is. And I was like, Dustin, you know, Butch lets me drive this Jeep. He's like, all right, you can drive it. So I'm like, all right, man, sweet. I'm down there driving it and uh, on the flat part, no big deal. And he's like, all right, let's go up to the top. And I was like, okay. And he's like, just, you can do it. So I, I'm driving it up. And this is like Easter, man. This is when everybody in our family's there, both the, the, the Johnstones, the Greshels, and everybody else that is associated in any way with those families, which it's a massive big family uh, uh, because of Butch and, and his wife, Ramona, my aunt. And, and, and the whole family. Anyway, so we're driving up this, this hill and, uh, we get to the top and I'm pulling towards the barns and I go to hit the brake and I, I hit the gas, man. I gun it and I'm, and I'm going towards the woods on this side. I mean, this is like driving through these. 
uh, woods that we're in. And I pull it back the other way. And as I do, there's a tree and I hit the front of it and I bounce off and I just stop and it dies right there. And everybody's, I'm, I look up, everybody's looking down. And, and of course, my brother, who's eight years older than me and always, you know, kind of trying to keep me in line my whole life. Uh, he was there. He was the first one down there. He's like, I can't believe you two. You're idiots. <laughs> he's yelling at my cousin. He's yelling at me. And, and uh, just like giving us, giving us the what for. Um, and then next thing you know, my Uncle Butch Moses down, walks down. He's, he's Butch. Can you believe these idiots? Look at this a brand new Jeep, man. And he had a, a big roll bar in the front. So it just pushed it back. It didn't do anything crazy. Uh, but as, 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 you know, all that was going on, Bush just kind of looked around and went, well, all these trees. And he only hit that one. I say he did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the, the, who he is to me and just the type of person he was, man. So he, you know, honored to know him, honored to be his, his nephew. And uh, now that I've said my piece, man, we're going to come back to you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. Not, yeah, you're going to get uh, just come down on of what the... Oh, uh, dude, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what to expect. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect at all. I thought I was dead. I mean, I was not supposed to be doing anything <laughs> of the sort. And, and I deserved to, to be, you know, but no, he's, that was not him. That, his, yeah, taught me a lesson. Definitely taught me yeah. a lesson that I wish that I could use. You know, I wish I could actually, <laughs> if that happened, I would go, well, It's right, cool. It's and just I'd be car. like, fuck. I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, I can't believe. Like you crashed my beat up 99 Mercedes. Like, <laughs> wow, that was $1,200. Uh, still. Dude, if you wrecked my bike, I'd be pissed. Yeah, fuck a bike. <laughs> nah. So, man, uh, I guess what we always do here, first question we always start out with when we uh, get into this, especially for first timers, kind of take us back in your life yeah. uh, as early as you can remember and tell us when you knew music was going to be a thing for you that it just grabbed you um, and, and took off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that probably, so first kind of music memory was probably fourth grade saxophone um All right. I, uh, my brother older brother played saxophone my uncle played saxophone um uh, in grade school but uh i d did not stick with it <laughs> after fourth grade i was like nope because so i was literally watching the girl next to me and like what she was doing i did not understand like the notes on the piano or anything fourth grade I don't I couldn't conceptualize any of that um so I did not stick with it and it wasn't until seventh grade that I got a guitar for Christmas rather than uh <laughs> GameCube games or something <laughs> um so I was really mad but uh, my older brothers also got acoustic guitars and so we're all you know sitting around the tv and we pop in the DVD that came with one of the guitars, like your first lesson. <laughs> um, and um, we all were, you know, after five minutes, our fingers are shot. This is terrible. <laughs> Nothing sounds like a chord. Um, but my oldest brother played a little bit of guitar and he picked it up when he was in college. He's like six years older than me. Uh, and he taught me first songs. And after that, I was like horse with no name, I think is probably the first song that I listened to. And I was like, Oh, I can make it sound like the song. And then I was like, well, what if I try this song? What if I try this song? And then after a week, I know like 10 songs and, uh, or at least parts of songs. Um, and 
that feeling of being able to replicate what I hear in whatever, you know, music or my favorite song that, uh, that was something that definitely why I stuck with it. Cause I, it doesn't feel like practicing when you're mm. playing, you know, your favorite, uh, favorite songs over and over and, uh, just trying to perfect it to get it sound like that. Not like, Oh, I gotta do my chords today and my scales today, you know? Um, so definitely non-traditional. So you know? when, when you were, uh, when you did that, did, uh, there was no, like looking at YouTube, any of that, it was literally just listening to it and figuring it um, out or was no, it more? It, it, yeah, it was YouTube and ultimate guitar and tabs and uh, uh, those types of things. And if something was a little bit more tricky, I'd, uh, you know, look at it uh, or, or watch a video on how someone else played it. And So you were digging, you were digging in. I so, mean, I mean, that's digging in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Once yeah. you start trying to discover. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And then, I, I would record like a, a, John Mayer live uh, soundstage or whatever it is. And I would stop and rewind it and see his fingering and be like, oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta do that lick, uh, you know, pull those things or um, uh, that, those kind of things. Uh, however, I had a platform to, to play out where my uncle, my uncle Bob, he would play acoustic songs uh, for hours on end, um, just a local pizza shop. I'm from the Chicago area. So, okay. uh, so it was up uh, in that area and I had a place to go perform those songs that I learned and play, you know, second guitar with him, whether it was classic rock songs, Beatles, whatnot. Um, or if it was something that he was like, Hey, you should go up and sing and do that song that you just did. I'm like, I, I don't sing. I, I can't sing. And that was like a whole other part that took years to come to be comfortable with singing. Like, hey, kid, Uncle Bob needs a break, man. Why don't you go up there and sing some songs <laughs> exactly. for me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a tab at the bar. He's trying to spin. That's right. Yeah, we got no. some things to take care of real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely kind of... And without that, because then I was like, oh, the next time I'll meet him at the Pizza Palace is the name of the place in Elmhurst, Illinois. Um, and uh, like, oh, well, the next Saturday or next month, you know, we'll go and I'll learn a couple songs so that I got to go perform them you know if i didn't have those things to you know milestones to look forward to the next time to uh, stick with it you know dude those are hugely important yeah oh yeah for sure and i know you mentioned like your uncle being supportive but you also said you got your whole your brothers and everybody got guitars are your parents very like into music or they just <laughs> uh into music yes yeah, uh, yeah i mean like, playing. Not, not playing yeah. though um uh not uh anything that they had uh, stuck with and whatnot um but uh, what type of music was uh, going on in the house when you were growing up? What, what were you hearing as a kid? Um, so yeah, a lot of Beatles, a lot of uh, Bruce Springsteen, a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh, on, uh, even Garth Brooks is big. Um, but uh, what I kind of grew up grew up with kind of late nineties, early O's. Like loved Goo Goo Dolls. Um, of course, John Mayer. Goo Goo Dolls is going to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, learning some of their songs first. All their guitars are these crazy tunings. Yep. And I would snap strings left and right. <laughs> and, Dad, I need another back of strings. Okay. Uh, so that would be definitely part of it. And I usually keep my guitars tuned down in like a half step or full step. And, uh, you know, like a lot of drop D stuff. And, um, I like that kind of open sound, heavily influenced yeah, kind of Goo Goo Dolls uh, from that standpoint. Uh, and doing this project, I didn't have that in mind. It was just something that 
that was what I'm used to. And it just was natural, I guess, uh, yeah. to do those. Things. They were recently in town. Did you go? Uh, I did not, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few years since I've seen them. Yeah, I think they were like the palace or somewhere, maybe even smaller yeah. than that recently. Okay, yeah. I think. I, I thought the palace, yeah. I think, I think that sounds right. I thought yeah. I saw something like that. I've actually never seen them. I've and never I, seen them. And I've seen a lot of bands. Speaking of a lot of bands, dude, I'm going to Bourbon Beyond this week. Yeah, I'll be there. On, there. I'll be there Especially Thursday. Are you guys going? Ah, we'll be out of town for a wedding, unfortunately. But uh, who gets married on? Come on, yeah. man. There's stuff to do. Yeah, all the days are great. There's stacked lineup this year. So. Pretty interesting. There is. There's a great lineup. It's crazy. I can't wait. Uh, super excited. I I just found out today. I got an RV spot, so it's going to be a super nice time. Super good time, y'all. There you go. <laughs> all right, sorry about that uh, interlude. So, yeah, dude, you, the, I think you had a good music education growing up. You listened to a lot of good stuff, especially a lot of good, like, lyrical uh, stuff as a kid and then getting into... Dude, John Mayer sometimes gets a bad rap. Yep, yep. Which is crazy to me because the dude can do everything. And the way his mind... I don't know if you've listened to... Uh, I guess the good thing about like social media and TikTok and Instagram reels and stuff like that is, is you get to hear stuff you probably wouldn't have years ago. So listening to, to musicians really break down the way they think about stuff and the way that music is to them and then and, and explain it. Like I've learned more uh, tidbits from John Mayer in the last probably the way his brain years. works. Yeah, is not like other people. Yeah, he definitely gets a bad rap. I mean, he's a little kooky, but he's definitely he's just like he's, I mean, that's thing that's part of being. Yeah, I mean, anyone in art, I think, is a little they're kooky in some way. Huh. So I mean, that's just he's a I don't know. He's a great musician. He's a great songwriter. So I mean, everyone has something <laughs> that's yeah, kind of shitty yeah. about him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like him just fine. I think uh, yeah, first time I saw him in concert, I thought it was gonna be this kind of pop. Ad and things and and I was like oh no we're shredding guitar solos for 10 minutes yep. this is this is not what I was expecting this is great evidently your body is like, not a wonderland this is crazy <laughs> my face is melting yeah um, I, I saw him once at, I think Freedom Hall and he did three sets came out in, with I think three separate bands or three bands that yeah. they did three different exactly. outfits and played three different styles of mu music it was crazy it was awesome. That is awesome. It was yeah. awesome. I was like, dude, this is it shows it shows the full on scale of of, of the ability. Yeah, it was, it was but I'm cool. sure that rap set was really good. <laughs> well, it was okay. Now, dude, I never thought I'd be talking about John Mayer this long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, as far as like influences, so with a uh, uncle, uh, so in high school, this just we'd play together and play together. And then we're like, Hey, let's just focus on doing just Beatles. And it started just my cousin and I, and, and my uncle and, uh, you know, learning harmonies and learning second guitar is really how I got, uh, acquainted with music in a serious manner, I guess. Um, which is great to learn from. Uh, it's a hard to, I was actually going to be better than that. I was going to ask you about the harmonies because I mean, do when you start throwing those in, especially it sounds like family uh, harmonies, there's something there, but it also is, it, it makes you hear things in a, a bigger way. Right. Um, yeah. So when you write now, um, like, you know, you just had a single release today, right? What was the name of the song? Body language. Body language, which you're going to play for us later. Yeah. Um, you know, when when you're going about that process now, are 
are vocal lines and harmonies as important, not only melody line, but is it important to you as what you're doing musically? Yeah, um, definitely. So I, I write, I kind of co-write them with a, a, a friend uh, from college and in a prior band in college with him. Um, and uh, so we send stuff back and forth and yeah, we're like, okay, harmonies are, are definitely essential to uh, a lot of things that uh, if you want something to sound full, if you want it to sound real clean and put together. And I said, uh, you have to have it uh, in, in my opinion, I don't, not all the time. Sure. Yeah. But like it, um, especially choruses and things that you think are kind of mundane when you're recording them, like, okay, I'm going to double this track. Okay. I'm going to do a higher one. Uh, what if I did a lower harmony? Like, you know, it's kind of hard to do. I don't know if uh, this is worth <laughs> all the effort. And then when you play it back, you're like, Oh, this is exactly what it needs. It's uh, so much more full that way. And, um, yes, that's a, a big thing. And so Buzz is his name, uh, or Matt Schauble is who I write with, and uh, his brother Tim. Uh, and this how kind of quiet confidence all happened. But uh, they're up in the Milwaukee area uh, in Wisconsin. Um, but uh, uh, since I uh, moved down here five, six years ago, uh, they encouraged me to do this quiet confidence project and, and whatnot. And I can kind of talk a little bit more about a little bit later. But uh, so what, yeah. what brought you down? Uh, so PA school, uh, physician assistant at Sullivan here. Okay. And, right uh, met my fiance Carly there, my classmate. Um, so now you're she's, here. yeah, she's my hype man today being here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Couldn't get rid of me. Oh man. I had a, I had a really good question just a second ago. Completely lost it. That's the way it works though. So man, you, uh, you, would you like to, well, no, I was actually going to ask a question about quiet confidence, but uh, I forgot it again. So you want to play some of the song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, all good. <laughs> so what are you going to play for us? Uh, let's do body language. All right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about body language. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, one that uh, Buzz had brought to me. Uh, he had sent me the idea of the song. Um, and uh, it's certainly I'm doing acoustic renditions uh, of these songs, but... All of these songs are built upon a, a, an acoustic uh, frame. Uh, it, it really starts, whether he writes it or I write it, uh, really on an acoustic guitar for, by and large, probably 95% of the songs. Um, so this was one that he had sent to me, and uh, uh, I had added a bit. I wrote the second verse where he had like the first verse and um, chorus of the song. The chorus of the song, uh, it, it uh, to me, it... We tried to make it feel real big with a whole bunch of harmonies, a whole bunch of things. And to me, I'm like, this is a, a pre-chorus. This is actually like, I think it's leading up to something. And we, we didn't really know. We had tried it in different keys and a whole bunch of things. But uh, uh, what's cool in the actual song is there's kind of like a electronic kind of EDM inspired drop and at the, you know. Uh, halfway point and at the end. Uh, that's a little bit unexpected. Uh, so I know I'm doing kind of acoustic renditions of the songs but uh it definitely takes a life of its own um uh in the uh, recorded version and then uh, the live setup too so nice. yeah that's actually what I, i've got it written down so we don't forget it but we're going to talk about production here Ye next yeah i was going to say i've i've told neil and everybody how good your live thank show you, thank is you. i mean it is 
I, an even film delay when they were in a couple of weeks ago said yeah. that you are the, the same thing I said, which is about the best solo performer you will see anywhere. Awesome. Like the production you. you put on is not like what Thank anybody you. else I've seen does. So it's really cool. And I'm excited to hear this song and then we'll talk a little more about yeah, that. that. will be cool. That sounds good. Awesome. Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I want. Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I need. Tell me all the things wrapped inside your head. Tell me with your hands, I just want to feel you breathe. I don't want to see tomorrow. Another great tune. Another great tune.
You can throw it over and grab your SM58 again, man. I might need a refill. I'm getting thank into you, thank it. Thank you. Dragon Coke's good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coke it is. Was on this is something. what my dad always drinks. So. Dragon Coke. Yeah. It's been as, you know. I guess if it's, as long as you're not one of those people that drink it and like go get in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that guy. All right, yeah. Uh, so you do. Do you do all of your own recording and production? Um, so uh, I record guitar. I co- record my vocals just in my basement. Things into Ableton. I'll send those things. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of tracks of those. I'll send those to uh, Buzz uh, or Matt and his brother. They'll work on them and send back to me, and then I'll revise and send things back. So it's it is back and forth. And then his brother really. Uh, lines them up, does the dirty work of getting the demos finished. Uh, and then we use a guy on Fiverr, actually, to get things mixed and mastered. Nice. Um, and what? Fiverr. It's like, a, I don't mean Just to interrupt. Online. Yeah, it's an online thing. You, it's, they started with, you could get like a poster made or whatever for five yeah. bucks. Or like, you can find marketing things on there. You, I have gotten my, like, is it called like, is it called Canva on Spotify? It's like a mo- moving video thing. Mm-hmm. I had uh-huh. Fiverr made that for me. I've like yeah. done for some $5. It's not, it no. used to start it that <laughs> yeah. way and it, it's more than that now. It can get, it depending on what you, it can be hundreds of dollars depending on what you're doing. They'll make, you can get, find people make whole music videos and stuff. It's, right. Yeah, I did I mean, a lyric video for yeah. resuscitate that way. It's a, that, cool, uh, it's a cool thing. You can find cool, cool stuff. A hundred bucks rather than spending a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, Cause that can go real high, which also want to talk about. Uh, so that song, I have a, 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 a music video coming out here in a couple of weeks um, that I worked with uh, Mike Thompson. Um, he uh, has done a bunch of music videos for uh, local people, but um, I found him because he had done a video for Quiet Hollers, I don't know, something like oh, 10 nice. years ago okay. or something. And I always followed him on Instagram and all this and like one day I'll reach out to him and you know, when I'm ready. Uh, but uh he was looking to do music videos and he reached out to me actually and was like, Hey, I'm looking to do some videos. And nice. I'm like, great, that sounds good. And I've got this whole light set up that, uh, uh, looks really cool. And I'm excited to release it. Cause he did an amazing job and, um, uh, and all his buddies, uh, Tevin, Misha and, uh, Steven. So they were all great. Uh, I actually worked night shift and I had not slept before doing the video. So I was all worried, like, I'm going to look like a zombie in this. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it worked out and he did really good. He actually just sent that to me today. So, oh, so that was really recent that you made that video. Yeah, just I, I just weeks. saw it on Instagram, like you posting that you were making the video. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so that was just a few weeks ago, end of August here. So. Uh, How'd that go? Yeah. Like, what, what was it like to make a video? Uh, videos are always awkward. Uh, they're always <laughs> because you're lip singing to your song and you're doing it over and over again. God, I, I'm sick of this song. Can we do a different one? Like, uh, why, did, why did we pick this one? Like, this is done. Like with that problem. Um, so I asked this a second ago, but what tell us like a nightmare gig. I know you have a lot of stuff set up. Have we had like a bad gig or just like an interesting or notable one that you'd like to talk um, about? Yeah, I, I, it's only been a handful of gigs so far with uh, 
the quiet confidence setup. Um, I think the the last show, one of the lights wasn't working. I think it was green the whole time. It was just like one of the lights. Uh, we've we've troubleshooted. It works now, but. Um, so I'd, I'd play cover songs, you know, for, uh, for years and years. And, um, like when I was in school here, we'd play at O'Shea's, uh, just, you know, myself doing cover songs for, you know, three hours or whatever. I think you guys have talked about this uh, in the past, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> <laughs> know it very well. Um, but, uh, it's, um, I, I love doing the cover songs and, uh, uh those kids and it gets rowdy at, uh, O'Shea's <laughs> and it's a fun atmosphere. I, I do like it. Or even even on chill nights and Thursday, you can play more on your deeper cuts, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, where I'm going with this is uh, <laughs> in college, I would play at Potbelly. Um, so I went to uh, Wisconsin, Madison, Badgers. Okay. Um, and uh, I would play uh, just the, the lunch hour at Potbelly. And... <laughs> This uh, older lady went up. I could see her. She got up on her chair after she took a bite of her sandwich. Goes to the manager and they talk and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the manager looks at me, comes over like, hey, um, can you uh, actually like stop singing and just, just strum some chords? The lady over there doesn't want you. Doesn't want you to play. She's not really uh, into it. Oh, my God. It's crushing. That guy sucks. You don't say that. You go, you tell that lady. Fuck off. Your lunch will be over in no time. Yeah. You know, relax. And uh, I... Oh, was I maybe playing Mr. Brightside a little too aggressive <laughs> at a lunch hour at uh, Potbelly? Maybe, maybe, uh, but uh, maybe that one was on me. But uh, <laughs> that was uh, a cringe moment uh, for sure. I blame that on the, the, on the guy. On yeah, the he should have told that lady to go eat somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll give you 10% off I was, to leave uh, uh, Have you ever eaten at Joy Luck in the Highlands? No. It's like an Asian restaurant. It's really mm. good. But uh, I was there the other day with my wife and the service was kind of slow. And it was fine. It was, the food was good and the people are nice, but someone complained and the manager's like, tell them don't come back then. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I'll, be, I'll definitely be back. I gave a bigger tip because of that. I was like, fuck those people. <laughs> cool. So the next question here, and I, I might know the answer to this one, but just tell us something non-music about yeah. you that... Well, I, I was gonna uh, more over what you're saying. He's a lighting uh, genius, <laughs> <laughs> electrical engineer. There you go. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I'm a yeah a physician assistant, so PA. I work in the ER uh, up in Southern Indiana, and um, it's uh, I, I well I started hospitalist job there, but uh, now I'm in the ER. I started a month before COVID. Oh, uh, geez, So dude. in February 2020. Uh, <laughs> so it was definitely th uh, thrown to the wolves there um, as far as that goes. But uh, I, I love being a PA. It's very challenging. Uh, it's demanding. And on days off, uh, uh, today's a day off, uh, enjoy your Mondays like they're Fridays. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's how you have to do it. And my fiance, Carly, is also in the ER as well um so we have kind of odd schedules we uh, mainly work night shift um so we're uh, kind of night owls anyway uh, at least now it, it is that way um but uh so yeah. all right you know you talk about nightmare gigs and stuff like that you're a something non-covid related that's come through that you're like oh my 
God, I know there's probably HIPAA stuff. You can't be specific, but dude, I'm sure there's been something that's coming there, especially if you're working nights uh, at an ER. <laughs> there has to be some stories. Uh, Do you have anything that's just blown your mind? Uh, several uh, very <laughs> rated R things. Perfect. Uh, well, I don't know if you yeah. want to be rated R or not, but you know we're down. Uh, you know, <laughs> shampoo bottles uh, are they're not supposed yeah, to be. That's, um, that's... We're not talking like hotel shampoo bottles either, are we? Uh, no. A little, a little bigger than that. <laughs> um, talking the Costco brand. <laughs> <laughs> In bulk. <laughs> um, Pantene Pro-V, big bottles. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely some... Uh, gosh. It, it, yeah, it's probably countless. Are, uh, it's probably, yeah, it's probably uh, countless. There, yeah, I bet every night there's a story you could tell. It, it, huh? it, yeah. Definitely. Definitely is... Um, yeah, all the ones that I'm thinking of are even more grotesque. <laughs> is, is there stuff like you know that. that that just that you can't that takes you a minute to shake off? I mean, do you yeah, carry stuff with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, when I started, I was doing hospitalists where you uh, I would admit people from the ER, so I'd be uh, kind of getting all their their things together and get their care uh, going, but. I wasn't discharging people. I wasn't sending people home in that role. So now in the ER, you are making that decision of, you know, are they safe to go home? Do they have a plan to uh, have follow-up with whatever they're here for? And sometimes it's very hard because it's very hard to get that follow-up in a, a, a quick uh timely manner because uh, it's usually you know weeks out to see really anyone um, and it's very difficult and the ER becomes a catch-all for them so now we feel like we're primary care providers family yeah. doctors because we're seeing them again later that week because they didn't get better as persisting and things like that um, and getting comfortable with that of oh, this person they could be observed overnight in the hospital because they're borderline sick but uh, you know those things do kind of keep you up at night and uh, it is tough. Um, and yeah, there are definitely hard days and it's great that we, uh, Carly uh, and I are able to talk work about those things and uh, get to de-stress and um, it's definitely easier that way. You know, it, uh, we also have to say, okay, no more work talk because mm -hmm. we are just at our wit's end with it um, and talk about anything else to get our mind off of it uh, sometimes. But uh, uh, yeah, it is uh, definitely rougher days. And it, it like live music, you know, you never know what you're going to be walking into with a gig. You know, like it could be uh, balls to the wall, uh, people going crazy or people being... Uh, rude to you and whatnot. It's it, uh, really not that different in the ER. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, rude, rude patient. You want to say, good, don't come back. But you can't, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, that's tough, man. I'm glad <laughs> so, that you have someone to, like, I, I'm a vet tech. My wife's a vet. And so, like, I, right. I'm always glad that we don't see emergencies because it would be awful. But I know, I feel you, man. It's hard to... Medicine is, there's a lot that goes on. You have to see, I'm sure some, I see sad stuff at my work, so I can't imagine working with people. So it would be very, very difficult. Yeah, uh, no some people like their pets more than they like their siblings. <laughs> yes, so, they, they do. Uh, I could see that being very emotional. That's true. But I will tell you this, if you die, your cats will eat you. 
Yeah, well, yeah. The cat, Dude. my cats would definitely eat me if I died. My yeah, dog man. would eat me. I don't know if we talked about this, but I talk to my wife about it all the time. Like now, we're not, we're not getting cats. That as soon as you die, even if they love you, they will eat you. And leave like, dude, they'll leave like your hair. No, I'm dead. They can eat me. I mean, I just, it's not that it even bothers me. It just bothers me to think that I'm going to take care of something that would do that to me, you know? Damn you. All right. Uh, what are you going to do? But yeah, so I got one more question. Uh, and uh, I know you had a single come out today, so hopefully the answer isn't just you. But who's the last <laughs> local artist you listen to? Just me, <laughs> nobody else. Um, yeah, uh, definitely a bunch of people. Um, someone had put together uh, like a DIY uh, local uh, list of people that... I, from time to time, I'll go back to and uh, really just try to uh, hear what's out there and things. Um, uh, I think the last one, uh, Yeezer. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeezer. They're cool. They're kind of road rock. Yeah, they got two bases, on. right? Do they have I two bass so. players? What? I believe they have two bass players. Yeah. Uh, just love their grooves. Uh, it's really good. I, I don't know them uh, personally or anything, but uh, uh, super cool. Yeah. Um, Zeno Jones. We were talking about Zeno Jones yeah. earlier. We had seen him at uh, Frankfurt Avenue Liquor Depot, Depot, whatever it's called. Um, and uh, he was playing a, a show there. And I, I talked to him uh, after. I was like, "Hey, love your stuff. You're like kind of white stripes, kind of your own thing, kind of you know bluesy and and stuff." Good way um, to put it. And uh, he's been on the. He told me like, "Hey, uh, you should uh, check out." Uh, Top Hill Recording Podcast, and this is how I uh, heard of you guys. Shout out Zeno. Um, yeah, so Zeno Joe's it. I've seen him uh, since then, and uh, yeah, I love his stuff, and I loved his uh, episode uh, yeah. talking about how he... Uh, uh, like came in last in the blues hey, festival yeah. and then he came back like he was about to hang it up like guitar for good like he's done with it and then he won the festival he's like all right i, I guess i should uh, he's <laughs> keep unique, this man. that's awesome yeah he, uh, he came in did some recording here uh after the fact I, I don't know if he's i think it's been released he and brad did a project together it's uh pretty awesome after the one shot stuff back in the day but uh yeah Earl Bowman. Uh, hey. do, uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Like you're the second, you well. get bonus so, points for that. Yeah. yeah, someone in Film Delight said the same thing. If you listen to me, <laughs> yes. there's no prize. I don't have anything. <laughs> it's just bonus I appreciate points. It. We got so, a point system, and you just got some yeah. bonus points. <laughs> some We Get Along, I can, uh, you know, uh, I can jam to that one for sure. That's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, Ed, I like Film Delight stuff. I've uh, definitely listened to uh, a few of theirs. Um, they're nice guys, dude, like, they're, 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 and they are yeah. really tight. And a big band in this room. I was, I didn't know what to expect, kind of, because I'd just seen them live at that show we did. But they're really good musicians, and they really, really were good. controlled in here. It was a new, it was awesome. Yeah, super good. Uh, really nice harmonies. Oh yeah, yeah, very 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 cool in this room. I, this is the only setting I've ever seen them. I listened to a little bit of their stuff prior and to. And it's but, nice in here because I feel like in live gigs a lot of times you when I see back, I know you can't always hear your vocal, like you just don't hear that well. And so to hear in this room with them the vocals and the harmonies were so tight and it, I felt like they were tighter than they were at like Magbar. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, just a quick story about them. Uh, so our f first guy, I had played with them in February. So not the time that we played, but, uh, um, 
I was just like, it was while everyone was sound checking, I was like, oh, hey, you guys, uh, I'm going to get you a whole bunch of fireball shots. You good with that? And I think one of the guys doesn't drink or something like that. And I, that's like who was next to me when I said that. And he was like, no, nah, dude, we're good. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, I don't I didn't know. Like, drink. Like, this is all good. Like, I was just trying to bring some energy, kind of like uh, uh, pump them up a little bit and kind of yeah, shut down. I was like, oh, sorry. My bad. So this is going to be delay on that. They're super nice. Fireball delay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. And I do want to say one thing. Uh, as far as... Uh, Katie did it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, her open mic stuff. And it, you know, we were talking about Nick Teal earlier, the whole community that uh, I, I guess she comes to mind. Cause that's how I, yeah. Got I mean, it's her community and reality, like through the open mics. It really is. 100%. Like, it, it, I'd gone to numerous uh, open mics in the Chicago area. And the ones that I'd gone to weren't, people singing each other's original songs, you know, like back to them while they're performing or like, Hey, do this one, you know, um, I, 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 or it's very rare that I saw that in the, the Chicago area, uh, as far as that goes. So it's a very cool, positive community that, uh, in a bunch of places, Diorios and, um, and, uh, and Flanagan's and stuff. Uh, it's cool. And the people I've met there, uh, been great, uh, uh yeah, Katie comes up quite a bit. She does. I mean, because yeah. she's like kind of has a little hand, like kind of in a lot of stuff for people. Running those open mics yeah. is like, it's the reason I got into music. I wouldn't be playing music without Katie for sure. And then I, she had actually let me, I host, I, I hosted those open mics for a long time when she was That's on right, tour. And I met so many people doing that. Like, yeah, if without Katie, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here for sure. Like nice. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be playing at all. Yeah. The last show we did at Never Say Die, um, where people I'd uh, met from that, uh, Cooper Hollow, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. BJ and Morgan. Um, and, uh, uh, and yeah, I guess it was by extension, their friends, uh, uh, don't call me lady. Uh, yeah. So they're, was, yeah. They're, they're great. Uh, yeah. Uh, harmonies are amazing. Uh, so it, such a cool community and things like that, especially for me, not, yeah necessarily being around here and trying to meet other people that are trying to uh, gig regularly and at uh, these places and uh, genre uh, relevant and stuff uh, that it's really cool. Uh, so. All right, man, you ready to play another one for yeah. us? What do you got? Sure. What's this one called? Um, let's do, uh, uh, let's do uh, the All Your Bones is the name of this one. This was uh, uh last single came out in July. Um, I'll do that because the last one I'll have a little bit to talk about. So, right on. Give me all your bones, give me 
So for, uh, well, I guess for all the listeners, we'll do this first and then we'll talk about this song, the next song. Uh, for all listeners that, that want to come see you, want to listen to you, uh, want to find you on socials, where should they go? Yeah. Uh, Quiet Confidence. Um, uh, Instagram is probably a main focus as far as uh, posting and things like that. Also on uh, Facebook. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, keep up to date on Spotify. And uh, I'll have a link tree in my bios. Uh, sign up for email lists. Uh, a whole bunch of things uh, uh, on there. So. And uh, so yeah. Magbar November. Uh, uh, November fourth. Uh, Saturday, uh, November fourth, Magbar. Yep. No excuse not to be there. It's a dag on Saturday, man. Magbar. <laughs> unless somebody runs into it and it falls down. <laughs> I'm sure they're mag. Oh, uh, that mag. Is right. I mean, uh, do the things get hit by cars all the time. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. They they build back all the time. All right, man. So tell me a little bit about this last tune you're gonna play us. Uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's definitely a, a lot of, a lot of things I want to say. So I'll try to sum up some things. Um, so this song is about, it's called, what do you say, uh, is the name of the song unreleased. Um, oh, sweet. But, uh, this I'm, one, I'm those. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, is supposed to be like an intro to the album um, that I'll have coming out. Uh, it's looking like uh, March of next year. Nice. Um, so it's uh, I, I did a whole Kickstarter for uh, recording these songs and all that. Um, you could also find info on that on my link tree and whatnot. Um, but uh, I want to press it to vinyl, the whole album and whatnot. Uh, I have way too many vinyls at home and it's great i love it um so that was something that was important to me that uh, i want to have at uh, future shows as far as merch uh and cds and whatnot uh, in addition to t-shirts and whatnot um but uh anyway about this song um because this project started in uh, covid and quarantine and all that i i wrote uh the song what do you say a couple months ago kind of reflection on 
thoughts and feelings about COVID and things like that. Um, and uh, it was interesting. I, I'm usually not that driven or pointed as far as a topic. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd like to where this sat. And it's not a traditional song structure. So from a songwriting standpoint, it's very freeing to just kind of say what I was feeling and uh, kind of do it rather than, oh, I need to make it fit in a you know, certain you know, pop format or whatnot, uh, which is really cool. I wanted to write a song that felt like I was playing O'Shea's. I was playing you know, uh, heavy influences, a lot of pop punk stuff. Blink-182 is probably my favorite uh, uh, band uh, of all time and like Tom DeLonge, Angels and Airwaves, things like that. Um, I can play sets of just drop D and just slamming on the guitar of Fallout Boy and Jimmy Eat World and Yellow Card and stuff. And I, I, I love doing those gigs. I wanted to write something that kind of emulated that feeling and kind of freeing, uh, uh, when I'm doing quiet confidence now. Um, so I think that shines through, uh, as well. And as far as influences, uh, the, um, uh, the Killers, a uh, big uh, influence of mine. Um, Samstown was uh, 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 their album that was mm-hmm. always in my car, the CD, like it got stuck in the CD changer. <laughs> so I just listened to it on repeat all the time. Um, the, Great record. Yeah, th- there's like an interlude, uh, an exit lude of uh, the albums. And of course, back in high school, and I was, you know, skip like okay like let's get to the, the good stuff you know <laughs> uh and then later i'm like wait these songs are great and i i didn't understand the message until later of like sam's town they're from vegas it's a i think a hotel there or a, a simile for las vegas or, or something like that or other name for uh their hometown and you know being a vacation spot or a destination spot that you know we hope you enjoy your stay um Uh, good to have you with us, even if it's just for the day. So I wanted to kind of write something similar to this that kind of introduces the album and uh, why I wrote these songs and what, uh, why an album? Like to us, it's easy. Like, of course I'm going to record an album. Like (laughs) albums are cool, but uh, (laughs) to other people or lay people, like, why are you doing an album today's day and age? Like should be singles that are coming out every month and blah, blah, blah. And that whole strategy with it. Um, so you want to make sure that there's a statement uh, in my eyes, uh, uh, a statement when you're releasing an album. And I felt like I hadn't had that message or hadn't had that, um, song yet that was trying to sum it all up and trying to like, okay, what am I, why am I writing these songs? Why, what's the ultimate goal? And so what do you say is, you know, uh, the offering, Hey, what do you say? You know, what do you say? We listen to some songs and have a good time, but also when the world's so messed up pandemic COVID, what do you say in hard times? And sometimes you don't know, and it's unanswerable. It's a rhetorical question in that sense. Um, so it's kind of a double meaning, a, a song title. And, um, yeah, I thought that was cool, I guess. What do you say? When time is still And I wrote all the words That time could kill So what do you say? 
This is where I go when everywhere is closed, and I hope you'd wanna know. So what do you say when I don't know which is worse? They sold some good news, like they know what it's worth. So what do you? So what do you